welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the best and worst in cycling. We're going to talk about our armchair expert opinions on the Tour de Flanders and Paris-Roubaix. Joining us in Minneapolis, Minnesota is the little guy Matt Allen, a bike messenger and a aficionado of bike fenders. What is your bike fender of choice, little guy? Uh, the ones I have that are wooden and make a lot of noise. And what what makes those pot what makes those fenders so amazing? Uh, they they attract the old men. Uh, old men are always excited to talk about them and ask me what they're made out of and just every every aspect of their their uh, construction, which I know nothing of. So. They're good for meeting guys. <laughs> and joining that, us. That is a pro tip. <laughs> the, the, so if you want to meet gentlemen, get a nice set of wooden fenders. Not bamboo fenders, just a wooden set of fenders. Um, joining us in Boston, Minnesota, where he – Boston, yeah. Massachusetts, where he works in the bicycle industry, uh, is Spencer Howe. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks. That's good. And my name is Tim Hayes, where I am a co-owner of a bike shop, Swift Cycle, in Gainesville, Florida, who I will have you know that turns one year in about 24 hours. We will be at our one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I thought I would have uh, helped run it into the ground, but I'm lucky to have a uh, pretty good business partner that that helps keep the shop afloat. Otherwise, I would... Yeah, otherwise I would just buy a bunch of carbon road bikes with Durace that would never sell. Good plan. Good plan. All right. You can find us online at theslowridepodcast.com, and you can always subscribe to our iTunes feed by searching The Slow Ride. We will be located a ways down from the Fog Hat Classic. All right, gentlemen, let's get right to it with the best of the week in cycling. I will start it off because... We should talk about Lauren Hall winning the women's version of Ghent Villegum this past weekend in Belgium. I was very excited. Um, she is a racer for Kelly Benefits Optum Health or whatever that team is. I did note that she was wearing the Team USA kit, which I made fun of on Twitter. And I, uh, you may have noticed I put Lauren Hall, sweet win, but you really got to work on that kid. And then I realized that it was an autocorrect. When I meant to say kit, I meant kid. So, Lauren, if you have a kid, I wish him nothing but the best. But <laughs> your kit with the USA Cycling Team kit, I thought, was left a little bit to be desired. All right, little guy, what was the best thing in cycling for you? I'll go with Peter Sagan's uh, breaking to try to give the win to his teammate, Gato. The cat. And uh, failing. Um but you know he tried, so it was a, it was a good try. To, it was uh, it was noble, little little guy. Would you ever grab the brakes uh, on the finish line in a bike race? For a teammate? For any reason? <laughs> for me? <laughs> um, I suppose. For I mean, is that a I smart would. idea? I didn't see it, so I don't know. You know, well, were they in the bunch? What was going on? Well, I mean, well, Sagan was in the front. <laughs> So, oh yeah, and then okay. Gato was next to him, uh, to his left, and then I don't know who was behind them, but they they weren't coming around. That's for sure. Um, mm. I mean, you know, when they sprint, there's always that pile of photographers in front of them anyway. So the second they cross the line, you usually have to slam on the brakes anyway. So 
Um, it's probably a good idea to have your hands ready to brake when you're sprinting. What, did he have his hand on his front brake or his rear brake? I believe he has his uh, brake set up correctly, so it's probably his rear brake. Okay, so he doesn't have them set up moto. No, he has them set up moto, I think. Oh, that's correctly. <laughs> Spencer, what was the best thing in cycling? And if you talk about specialized going to 650B wheels, we are no longer friends. Oh, that's mm. so cool. That's so cool. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff, but uh, I, w I went in a different direction. Um, I'm a little bit conflicted on my choice here, and I think it's going to be a little bit controversial um, because I want to dislike this event with all of my being um and i usually you know make a pretty good stink about it up until it happens and then it happens and i totally changed my mind right right then and i'm like nah that's pretty rad um and i'm of course talking about the red hook crit in uh in new york that happened this last weekend yeah okay. the red yeah. hook crit so so yep fix gear Criterium, hipsters, New York City, epic rain conditions. It's everything that I hate about everything all in one. And somehow it turned out to be kind of, uh, you know, it's a special event. So I, ha I have personally mixed emotions about this because, like you said, it is everything that I've come to hate, but it is the positive newness that is exciting to cycling. I like this idea of kind of formula style racing of everyone's got a fixed gear bike, no brakes. Like I think that that, that type of racing is excitement. I'm conflicted on a couple of things. One, the New York Times ran a, uh, uh, a photo exhibit of it. it. Looked really great, but of all the photos, it was all like the hipster-fied kids with the tattoos that were really the twice as fast as me, but it was like, ah, you know, rather than getting away from the athlete aspect, it was more like, oh, look, this kid's got a piercing, and he's kind of fast. And secondly, it seemed to be all about the crashes when you read about it. Um, like, one of the pictures in the New York Times photo is like a kid on a stretcher with just blood everywhere, and you're like, huh, yeah, I guess crashes would happen, and it was pouring rain, so people were sliding out all over, but it does look amazing, and it started as a renegade crit, and now it is a full-blown accepted event right. with sponsors, which is pretty awesome. And that's that's kind of what I like about it is the, you know, the undergroundness of it, but, uh, you know, they, I don't know, they lost their edge somewhere, so, like, yeah. As long as it's not USA Cycling, I guess I'm okay with it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> It'll get, it'll get rolled in any any day now into the USA cycling fold. So so little <laughs> so, guy, would you little guy, would you ever go to a Red Hook crit? Would I go to it or race in it? I would never race, race in it because I like my collarbones. Um, and it's <laughs> I don't know, it's 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 fine. I think I think the fact that we don't like it just shows that we're all getting old. Because ten mm. years ago, all three of us, our brains would have exploded with excitement at the idea of doing I, it. I think you're absolutely right. But Ten now all, all of us are like, oh, that sounds scary. And oh, those kids, those kids with their, with their hipness. So, I mean, and this is, this is crazy because 10 years ago we were doing alley cats in Minnesota. And I remember specifically doing an alley cat where I was following you little guy as you went around the corner straight off a 20 step staircase. Yeah, that was and cool. 
and then as you were sitting there and blood was slowly rising to your your skin and how we didn't know the staircase was there i remember you looking at me and you were like it's okay super rookie defend the yellow bag and then i left and i went on and won the alley cat i dedicated it to you and i kept the yellow bag yeah Um, but nowadays we look at the red hook crit and we're like man you kids are crazy all right we'll come back with the worst in the week of cycling in just a moment it's like a hot wild baby when we put it together When the sparks fly, will ignite the future forever This is the last kiss, Martin never gave a Coretta It's like a paparazzi picture when I flash my Beretta I got scars on my back, the truth on my tongue I had the money in my hand when that alarm got wrong We wanna breathe fire and freedom from our lungs The homeland security, we are the bomb All right, we're back. The worst in cycling for the week, little guy. Uh, anything to do with Scratch Labs? Hearing about it, seeing it, any anything with Scratch Labs? I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay, you of all people should not be afraid of Scratch Labs. A, you have a tendency to cramp in every single event I've ever done with you, and B, yep. they make rice cakes, which last time I checked was vegan. So it would be awesome with their magical potion. Why I like are... I, do they make rice cakes? I like rice cakes. I'll just buy the the OG Lundberg Farms one because that's way cooler than the buying them from uh, a guy that dopes people. Well, I don't think that they make um, them. I think they give you the recipe, and it's an Alan Lim uh, recipe, so it may come with extra EPO. It included. does, and yeah, that's the thing. On uh, earlier this week, I tried to try to inject some of the Scratch Labs, and it didn't work. So I'm mostly just mad. The product just feels mis mislabeled to me. So thinned, what was... out, thinned out your blood with some strawberry scratch labs? <laughs> Ooh, strawberry. Oh, never mind. I change it. That's I like strawberry. So it's what's the what's your problem with scratch labs making it the worst? Why do you not want to hear about it? Well, it just it feels like it's get it gets a lot of press. A lot. I just feel like I hear people people saying things like oh I, i'm gonna go do some efforts thank god i had the scratch labs and that's just irritating nobody cares what you're drinking or if they do care it's stupid they shouldn't care um and two i mean lim he doped landis and then and then he went the other direction and he helped dope lance despite what you know he might claim all the evidence points in that direction so um I just don't see any reason to give a guy like that our money, and and the fact that I keep hearing all these other cyclists talking about it and people going on about how great it is, it's just it's kind of gross. I will say this: that I think he is a scourge to professional cycling. How he's completely trying to throw Landis under the bus, even though Landis has been like permanently under the bus since 2006. Yeah, he's already <laughs> under like, the bus. I mean, <laughs> by far the worst thing in cycling right now is April Fool's Day press releases. Um, I am at the point now where I don't even understand if half of them are for real or not. For example, um, a day or two ago, I saw a link to the Juggernaut three-wheeled fat bike, which I thought was maybe a April Fool's joke. I couldn't tell. And then, of course, the big one was Shimano made a press release that they wanted released on April 1st that was announcing the 11 speed Shimano 105 group and I'm sitting here going like cuz that's kind of a really good 
April Fool's joke, like, yes, the 105 group is now in set 11 speed, but at the same time, I'm like, if you're going to make something like that, you probably want to do a big unveiling not on April 1st. Because at the same time, like, where's, like, you know, the, the banana holder could have been a nice April 1st joke. The line is blurred now between what is real and what isn't on April 1st. The banana holder is real. Let's just, let's yeah. just you know, clear the air. It's very, very real. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. April Fool's and cycling is just, it's just a bad combination. I mean... Yeah, it's just because you were had on April Fool's Day. See, I'm 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 more pro than a joke because nobody fooled me, and I have no ill will toward yesterday. I just I just read things and laughed and understood what day it was. I I'm mean, like, you... I don't know. I mean, cycling in general, it's it's already kind of a joke, you know. Like, so like, why do we need to, you know? That's that's why we all fall for it in cycling is because you know everything's ridiculous already. Like. Yeah, remember like that one a few, are actually real. <laughs> remember the few years ago, the one about how Lance was gonna have a rib taken out so he could get more arrow. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the best April Fool's thing ever. Cause I read that and was like, that fucker would. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized what day it was, and I felt like such an idiot. But he but, would. You know, it has to have that grain of believability. Yeah. So, what uh, what was your worst? of the week Spencer uh, my worst of the week um, it, it, it was uh, it was a photo that popped up uh, in my in my feeds and uh, kind of all over the internet for a little bit and magically it, it, it kind of turned itself into a good thing but I'm still going to put it on the worst of the week uh, just because um, so if you didn't see it already the uh, the Gent-Wevelgum race uh there was a photo that surfaced of a of a fan taking a photo of the race. He's just laying in the middle of the street, just just laying across the road as the peloton's barreling towards him. And you see, you can see angry bike racers kind of gesturing at him. It's it's amazing, and he's got pretty sweet surfer dude hair. So like a Fignon type haircut. Yeah. How can how can how can a haircut be both Euro and surfer dude? I, I I I say it's surfer dude. I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, he's European, most likely, so it could go either way. So has know. anyone was he eating a baguette and smoking but, a cigarette but, while he took the photo? Too? So the exciting thing, well, he's even wearing like a Letterman's jacket, I think. So you know, he's he's looking pretty Teen Wolf. Um, <laughs> but but he's a werewolf. Oh my god, we should alert authorities quick. So I'm I'm super frustrated by this guy, and I'm just like, what? the hell is this and then you know i'm not alone in this and uh, and credit all credit due to uh crosshairs.com um, kind of took that image and and ran with it and made it a meme on on the internet and uh and started photoshopping our laying down photo uh, photographer into all kinds of different scenes and uh and kind of started hashtagging it gw photo guy and it turned into just kind of an awesome spin-off of uh, something that should have been terrible, kind of brought it back around um, and and made it at least useful. But that guy's an idiot. Fans of cycling on the side of the road can really be idiots and and it's ah, it's it's that time of year. We're ready for it. Let's go. Yeah. I I saw the picture 
I was impressed, and I w- for a split second, I was scared because I thought it may have been my dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I hope that no one knows that that's my dad lying there because be my dad kind of has that color hair. He tends to ha- – he has a really kick-ass letter jacket that looked similar, and he has a tendency whenever we take family photos to really get, like, the best perspective, and sometimes that means, like, lying down into a couple feet of snow to really show the – you know the depth of the snow with the lens and i was like totally afraid but thank god it wasn't i saw the meme we'll link to it on our website <clears throat> the slowridepodcast.com take a look at some of the photos that were made by the crosshair uh, uh dude and definitely a bad thing made better it brightened my day for gent Veligum, but it was a crazy crazy thing and i still have yet to see the photos that this guy risked his life for <laughs> And with that, we will come back with our expert opinions. Hurry up, get in, close the door. This here the meeting for the overthrow. Waiting on the concrete coast to grow. Doing lies that ain't portable. Coming up all that dough you owe. You ain't supposed to know it's supposable. We are not disposable. Muscle the kick, we got blows to blow. To the folks that risen, there'll be no decision. We make the motor move. They show for driven. Right now we can't shine. Right like a broken prison. I'll figure it out, the 14th is a broke commitment. With that, um, I would like to know, who do you feel is going to win Tour de Flanders this Sunday? Little guy, the expert of the panel, who is going to win? Sep. Sep Van Mark from Belkin. Sep He's Van Mark of Belkin. Yep. Nice. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Seth's is he gonna win? Is he tall? Is he the tall guy? He's tall. Most of the classics contenders are tall. I think. I think height doping is one of the the first things you need so, to be a good classics contender. He's tall. He's broad shouldered. He used to be on Garmin for a few years. Uh, he was on Top Sport Vlandrin or whatever before that. Is, and, uh, is the height? Is the height what really uh, you know brought Hincapi into the fold there with the classics? Uh... I don't actually know if George Hincapi is tall or not. I believe that was more EPO and human growth hormone. Uh, um, but I could be getting those confused with height. So, so, Sep, okay. If we're going for the all-tall podium, that means that Gregory Rast will have to be in second place. Who's another, like, tall racer out there? Is it that Jürgen Vandenbroek guy or Jürgen Rollins? Like, who's really tall? I think Jürgen Rollins. I hope Vandenbroek shows up. But he'll just puncture his spleen or something if he does. Um, but yeah, Roland's is tall. Boonin is tall. I don't know who else is tall. Uh, Terpstra's pretty. Terpstra's tall. You well, ever see that ad with uh, Tom Boonin and Terpstra and uh, yeah. Stybar with like pillows, pillows over their junk and nothing else? Well, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure to link to that for. Yeah, I'm gonna have to link to that. <laughs> you guys haven't seen that one? That one's good. But from that, I learned that Boonin and Terpstra are taller than Stybar. Oh, nice. Well, I will um, jump in here with my pick. My pick is going to be Tom Bonin. Um, he is one of my favorite cyclists. I know him on a um, face-to-face basis. He signed our team flag at the um, Interbike last year. Really? Tom, yeah. Tom wow. Bonin is a, uh, a great guy. I think he is going to have a passionate win that he is going to dedicate to, sadly, the loss of his – um, child in utero with his uh, uh, girlfriend, 
And uh, Tom Boonen is on his way back. I would like to see a classic battle with him and Fabian Cancellara. But Cancellara is not going to be in the final group because his motor on the bottom bracket is going to fail. <laughs> and Gregory Rast is going to fail. And it's all going to come down to the shoulders of Yaroslav Popovich, who is going to be bridging across to the wind before he gets a phone call from Lance Armstrong, who tells him not to talk to the UCI Truth and Reconciliation Committee. And so Trek Factory Racing does not even make the podium at wow. Tour de Flanders. It is going to be a Tom Boonen and Zednik Stybar sandwich in first and third place. And in second place is going to be Lars Boom. Oh, Vulcan come on. There's no way Boom will be on the podium. <laughs> You're insane. Well, if it happens, you heard it here first. And he's he's, he's reasonably tall. <laughs> yeah, he is reasonably tall. You got that, but whatever. <clears throat> he's probably the second tallest of those three guys. So I mean, I guess it works in a height in a height competition. He did get second already. Who is going to win Tour de Flanders, Spencer? Uh, I think uh, I think you might be a little bit onto something there, Tim. As much as I hate to admit that. Uh... With the with the quick step uh, armada, but I think you're a little bit off um, uh, with your selections. I think uh, I think they'll be there. I think they'll be the team to beat. Uh, I think they will make the race happen and uh, you know make all the big moves. And they'll get their man Terpstra in that move. Um, I don't think Boonin's going to be there. Uh, sorry, Timmy. Um, I think a couple other guys will sneak in there too. Uh, some some dark horses like Kristoff and uh, Dylan Cobb will be there. But uh, the guy who's going to walk away with it, hands down, like no doubt in my mind, it's going to be Stein Devolder. He is he is in beast mode right now. He is in yeah. 2009 form. He's crushing it, and uh, and he's got Cancellara who will also be there. Um, sitting back, you know, everybody watching him, and it's going to allow Stein to get away. He's going to raise his arms in victory, and uh, my favorite, the cat, will take second just ahead of Nikki Terpstra. So Oscar Gatto with the bike throw over Terpstra for second. Um, I do want to <laughs> say that Stein DeVolder, um, good pick, also racing for Trek Factory Racing, and we'll contact our friend Andrew who is a listener of the podcast who is uh, runs the Trek Factory Racing uh, Instagram, Twitter, social media account. I think he may be there for the race. I want him to take a, a up-close picture of the bottom bracket because I want to see if there's any wires coming out <laughs> uh, because Consolara is a machine, and sometimes machines have batteries, and it is uh, <laughs> something that needs to, to be corrected. Um, I do want to uh, note, but every now and then I like looking at these start lists to see riders that you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Um, mm -hmm. Ted King is in the start list for Cannondale. It's great to see Ted King. For a while, he was not – he didn't have a ride. And the other one of note is Murillo Antonio Fisher of FDJ. The only reason I bring him up is that he is from Brazil. He is a former world champion. In 2003, he won the World B road race championships you may remember this this is when they used to take all of the struggling countries and put them into like a tier two world championship race and then they'd wear like the blue uh world championship jersey for a while there's the guy that raced for toyota united ivan stevic before he got busted for <laughs> doping that was the b road race champion 
but Marillo uh. Fisher. So <laughs> I would like to go back to our um, to final question here is that looking, knowing what we know now going into Tour de Flanders, who is going to win Paris-Roubaix a week and a half out? And Spencer, who is who is your guy to watch to see how they're going to do? All right. So much like Flanders, Quickstep is the team to beat. Um, and I think they're going to blow it in Flanders, but I think in Paris-Roubaix right now, I think they're going to get it right. Um I don't think it's going to be Boonin or, or any of those other favorites, but I do think uh, this year I think Stybar is going to stay a little bit further away from the cameramen and not get himself taken out, and I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be there, and he's going to top uh, Cancelera and probably some weird random outsider like Chavanel. Chavanel, an outsider. Wow. Because when I think of Sylvan Chavanel at Paris Roubaix, I hear it. I think outsider. Although he is on I am cycling now, so who knows? You know if they'll even show up. They'll probably you know get some kind of major doping scandal before the start of that race. Um, little guy, who is gonna win Paris Roubaix? Uh, I think the same same as my Flanders pick. Uh, Seth Van Mark is gonna win. He's he's on good form. He's tall. Height matters even more in Roubaix than Flanders. So. Um... That's my pick. Wow. Though I think Turgut from AG2R, um, who's who's been up there the last few years, he'll get on the podium this year. Get some French action on the podium at least. Turgot from AG2R. So Brown team will be on the podium, according to Little Guy. Surprised yeah. neither of you picked Stein DeVolder, who is on some amazing form as we discussed. He, he will fall motor, down. He motor pace. He's going to fall down, apparently. Um, so if I am going to pick who is going to win, I guess I will just uh, throw – Alexander Kristoff out there. He won awesome. uh, Milan San Remo, and Team Katusha wants to stick it to uh, Oleg Tinkoff. So I think that that is going to be their um, their first shot across the bow. Yeah, I, Katusha, although, Katusha is Russia's best hope for some good PR lately, you know? Yeah, I mean they need it. With, Putin, with Putin needs riders. it. <laughs> well, it doesn't. That's not the point. Well, who are the other like? I mean, do you think Gerald Chulik has a chance? I mean, he did win Merlon San Remo two years ago, right? So do you think that he can win I don't think he Paris has Rebe? a chance. Okay. I have no idea. I don't even know if they're they're riding. They're riding they, the are, Landers, they, but, are riding. But, they are riding. They are they riding. Are they riding Yeah. I don't think okay. – uh, I don't know if he has a chance. Do you think Benati has a chance for Tinkoff? Like, I'd like to really build up this Russian rivalry between Benati. Tinkoff and Katusha. Benati doesn't have a chance to win anything. Bonatti will be there until 15k to go. I, why do people still talk about Bonatti as someone who's going to win things? They say Bonatti I, could be there in the final, and then when you look at the results, he's 46th place. He's not going to win anything. He hasn't been a sprinter for like five years. He's a good team worker, but he's not a winner. Uh, sprinters don't win Roubaix anyway. All right. So... No, but, but, and Bonatti <laughs> doesn't win sprints. <laughs> Perfect. So, so speaking of sprinters that don't win sprints, I am surprised that neither of you have mentioned Tyler Farrar for winning the George Hincapie Award for almost placing on the podium at Paris-Roubaix. I will plug him into a top 10 finish, or maybe he'll be in the lead group of the top 10 before he double flats entering the velodrome um, and sliding down the track and having to run a lap and a half. Um, and getting passed at the line for 10th place and crying mm. and saying, next year will be my year. Tyler Farrar is a beast. I wish him nothing but the best, but his luck seems to never hit right. 
Well, yeah. it'll it'll be the classic Garmin story. Is uh, they'll get all the press, whatever it is. They don't need to win. They'll get all the press somehow, and maybe maybe it'll be Ferrar. Hey, is Garmin using team. Scratch Labs? Just out of curiosity, like, is that their sponsor for? Uh, Magic I don't think potions? so. I wouldn't think so, considering that that Lim worked for them and then went to go work for Armstrong. I would imagine that that. Vodders doesn't return his phone calls, but I, I could be imagining that. Cause I'm wondering, like, what's their official like drink sponsor? Uh, let me see. I, uh, do we want to take a guess here? My guess? Yeah, they they I... they have to have something. Their official nutrition sponsor. They have to have something here. They they they're sponsored by Camelback. I see that. So mm-hmm. they can they can put it in their Camelback. Uh, here it is. It is a something called. Scratch Labs is the hydration is provider of Team Garmin. Wow. Oh, that's terrible. Why are they doing that? To wow. thank you for listening to the theslowridepodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes at The Slow Ride, right underneath Fog Hat. Make sure you leave a review and give us a rating. And we wish you nothing but the best. Rubber side down, and we will talk to you next week. Something so loud that I can't see the speech. Checks that vanish if you blink a eye. Race getting locked in the clink to die. A salary cap on a birth certificate. Notarize eyes at first in triplicate. Morning prayers for the car to start. A man in a whiskey and a heart to heart. Hope in a track suit to flash and run. While agony chasing with a badge and gun. Poetry shouted from the squeal of the bus breaks. Hands in the air, try to feel for an escape. Flash in my eyes like candid snaps. When we slap back, it's a magic clap.